Hello, 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 and welcome to the Wax and Wayne Radio Hour. This is the Band of Brothers edition, and in case you haven't figured it out from the opening track and the title of our episode this week, we will be featuring bands that include real, live, absolute siblings, blood relations, if you will, none of this fake bullshit like the Doobie Brothers or Ween that are just pretending to be siblings. We are talking about actual, honest-to-God, real brothers. And, you know, it's a little bit like if you're going to go uh, learn a lot about a river, you're going to go to its source. And if you're going to go to rock and roll bands that have brothers in them, why not start in the best place you possibly can? And let's start with Phil and Don Everly. That, of course, was When Will I Be Loved by the Everly Brothers. Um, for those of you who are not familiar, I want you to immediately hit pause on your phone or your iPod or your desktop or your laptop or whatever the fuck it is that you're listening to this on right now. I want you to go Google Everly Brothers, watch a bunch of videos on YouTube, listen to a bunch of songs on Spotify or whatever it takes, and then you need to get into your car, you need to go out, and you need to purchase some Everly Brothers records. Records. You know, the little spinny things that we're always talking about on the blog and the podcast and the website and such. Go buy some Everly Brothers records. If you know who they are, you don't need me to say a whole lot more. They had what seems like an unending string of hits. Um, they've been an enormous influence on a whole host of bands throughout the last 60 years in popular music. Um, it's some of the most timeless uh, recordings in the history of rock and roll, and um, I figured there was no better place to start than to begin with the awesomeness that is the Everly Brothers. So again, that's When Will I Be Loved. Again, we're going to spend the next hour or so talking about bands that have at least two real brothers in the band. And um, we're going to go back across the pond. Um, that would be the Atlantic. And we're going to fly from uh, our friendly, contiguous U.S. confines over to a little part of London known as Muswell Hill. And we're going to hear from a pair of brothers called Ray and Dave Davies. Uh, you're probably familiar with them. They were in an awesome band called The Kinks. And uh, we're going to play one of my favorites of theirs. This is the opener from uh, the 1970 record, uh, Lola vs. The Power Man and the Money Go Round. This is The Contenders by The Kinks.
That is so good. That's the Kinks from 1970 with the Contenders. Again, the first track off of the Lola versus the Power Man and the Money Go Round Part 1. Um, for those of you who are a little more familiar with the uh, You Really Got Me All Day and All of the Night version of the Kinks, the sort of early um, kind of Mersey beat uh kind of their more famous, most famous incarnation that kind of like immediately on the heels of The Who and The Stones and The Beatles. Um, I think that the Kinks are probably, in, to me, to my mind anyway, the most interesting British act of that entire period. And certainly the one that I think that I, I want to listen to most often and am most excited about for a really long period of time. They put out a series of records between the like 66, 67, up through the early 1970s, like 72, 73, that are just, um, they're completely underappreciated pieces of genius. And um, for those of you who uh, who were into the whole British invasion thing and you think that the Kinks are sort of one of the second-tier bands, I challenge you to go back and look at it. That stuff holds up at least as well as the the who and the beatles and the rolling stones and i i think again i i really believe that at the end of the day the kinks might even be the best of those bands um i know that that is sacrilege to say but hey it's my fucking show and i get to say what i want again that um that was a band that is formed by Ray uh, Raymond, if you will, and Dave Davies. Um, for those of you who know a little bit about the history of the band, they don't have the greatest personal relationship. There are some uh, shortcomings in the way that they deal with each other. There was a recent rumor that they may be considering getting back together to go out on the road and play some dates as the kinks again. Dave seemed to think that that was kind of a for sure thing, and then Ray quickly squashed that in the English press and uh, essentially said, no, there are no plans to do that, and um, I don't really have that in mind right now, but we'll see whether or not that actually takes place. I would certainly love for that to happen. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move along now, and we'll continue with the radio hour. Let's go back all the way to the left coast of America. Let's go uh, all the way out to California, and I'm sure you understand where I'm headed, and it's, it's you know, these are pretty pretty obvious ones to start things out. So we've got the Everly Brothers, we've got the Davies Brothers. Now let's take a look at the three Wilson boys, Dennis, Carl, and Brian. And they, of course, are the Beach Boys. Here, the opening track from Smiley Smile by the Wilson Brothers and those other boys of beach is Heroes and Villains. I've been in this town so long and back in the city I've been taken for lost and gone and unknown for a long, long time. Rain of the bullets that eventually brought her down. 
Did you know they suddenly rose? They started so long ago Head to toe, helping well the single from July of 1967 and the lead track off of the 1967 record Smiley Smile. Um, That is, of course, Heroes and Villains by the Beach Boys, who are comprised of the three Wilson brothers, Brian, Carl, and Dennis. That particular song was actually supposed to be the centerpiece for the now infamous Smile record, which was kind of an opus concept record that excuse me, record that was uh, devised by Brian Wilson and his songwriting collaborator Van Dyke Parks. Of course, that never really came to be um, in the era that it uh, was intended. It, uh, it it did see the light of day in the last few years as a reissue with a lot of reworked and um, sort of edited and pieced together uh, sort of a finished work of what had originally been envisioned. Um, and that record, the Smile record, was initially... Um, thought to be a, an amazing follow-up to the the Pet Sounds record, which, of course, is just genius. And then when Smile was shelved, um, they came up with the idea of doing Smiley Smile, and Heroes and Villains was the lead track off of that. And again, that's from 1967, and that's from the Beach Boys and the Wilson Brothers. Um, we are going to stick around the state of California. We are just going to head northward. And in fact, this particular pair of brothers... More specifically, the Fogarty brothers are actually going to tell us a little bit about California geography with this next one. Uh, The Fogarty brothers, uh, John and Tom, are going to tell us a little bit about what life is like in Lodi, California.
That's Lodi by CCR, also known as Creedence Clearwater Revival, if you want to get formal about it. It, of course, features the Fogarty brothers, John and Tom. Interesting little side note, we talked uh, a couple minutes ago about the Davies brothers and the Kinks being um, notoriously famous for not getting along. Um, the uh, The Fogarty brothers had a uh, an on-again, off-again relationship, so to speak. Actually, it was on-again, and then off again, and then it was off pretty much um, forever. Um, in 1970, while the band were recording um, uh, their record Pendulum, uh, Tom Fogarty actually walked out and just said, I'm done, I quit, I don't want to do this anymore. And um, a few years later on Australian TV, he was interviewed and said, quote, no new member could replace me because nobody could endure being in CCR. Um, and as a matter of fact, the brothers actually never reconciled. And in uh, 1990, Tom Fogarty died of AIDS after having received a, a tainted blood transfusion uh, while getting back surgery. And uh, even though they had never really reconciled and gotten back together as brothers and friends, let alone as bandmates, um, John Fogarty did, do, uh, did perform the eulogy at his brother's funeral and uh, and said, you know, we wanted to grow up and be musicians. I guess we achieved half of that, becoming rock and roll stars. We just didn't necessarily grow up. Um, kind of a sad tale when you uh, when you think about the success that those guys had. And of course, there's the famous story about John Fogarty having signed what many people consider to be the worst record deal in the history of major record labels, and for decades was unable to play his own material simply because um, he didn't he didn't actually own those songs because of what a shitty deal he had he had signed um, another set of brothers not without their tragedy but not without a great deal of success and I think um, a period of just absolutely beautiful music would be the Gibb brothers from Australia In the event of something happening to me There is something I would like you all to see It's just a photograph of someone that I knew Have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? Do you know what it's like on the outside? Don't go talking too loud, you'll cause a landslide, Mr. Jones. I keep straining my ears to hear a sound. Maybe someone is digging underground. Or have they given up and all gone home to bed? Thinking those who once existed must be dead Have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? Do you know what it's like on the outside? Don't go talking too loud, you cause a landslide Mr. Jones In the event of something happening to me There is something I would like you all to see It's just a photograph of someone that I knew Have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? Do you know what it's like on the outside? Many of you may know the Bee Gees best for their disco incarnation. That's certainly what made them most famous. But before they were the the big ass band that that delivered the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack and made them worldwide superstars, um, they were a really awesome um, pop folk group that did stuff like this. And if you haven't heard this and you are at all into this kind of thing. So, like, for you hipsters out there that are sitting around talking about how sweet Nick Drake is, this is like the the peppy, um, 
harmonic. This is like Nick Drake meets the Everly Brothers. This shit is fantastic. Go find it. You can get it really cheap in the used bins and sometimes even in the bargain 50 cent and dollar bins. Um, if you haven't heard this, just go check it out. It's so fucking good. And if you have heard it, I'm sure you don't mind hearing it again. I, uh, I, I have an emotional reaction every time I hear that song. And I love the story. Um, of when they actually wrote that song. They were sitting in a stairwell at um, some record company offices, and they were sitting around, and the lights went out, and they got this idea that they were down in a in a cave as coal miners, and that's where the, the story for this came from, and this is where the idea came from, and then they just put it together with those just absolutely gorgeous harmonies, and it's just... You know, it's you're gonna hear a lot of people say when they when they talk about family and making music together, and that it really does something for the harmonies because there's that connection that you've had since birth. And I think sometimes when I listen to the the BGs and the Everly Brothers, it's really hard to dispute that theory. I don't know if there's any scientific fact behind it, but Jesus Christ, when you hear stuff like that, it sure sounds like it works, doesn't it? The Beach Boys too. Um, so let's. Uh, Let's listen to another pair of brothers that are kind of famous for their harmonies. Their names are Ira and Charlie, and their last name is Leuven, and they're pretty fucking sweet. And here's a song that they uh, that they played some 60 years ago called I Wish It Had Been a Dream. That's the Leuven Brothers with I Wish It Had Been a Dream from 1960. Um, the Leuven Brothers were actually uh, born with the last name Loudermilk, an interesting piece of trivia. They are cousins to John D. Loudermilk, who is a uh, very famous songwriter and folk singer. Um, but anyway, the Leuven Brothers kind of popularized that idea of uh, what's been what's been popularized to be known as close harmony singing. And it was really kind of a, a principal tenet of uh, uh, of country music for a long time, specifically um, in the 1950s and up through the early 1960s. And the um, the Leuven Brothers really got together and and began as a gospel band in the uh, mid to late 1940s, and kind of became famous when they started playing on the Grand Ole Opry in excuse me 1955. 
And um, once that happened, they really they really kind of took off and they released a just a torrent of records in a very short period of time. And um, that actually all culminated in 1963 when um, Charlie, who was a kind of a goody goody, he was uh, he was he was very religious. He was a devout member of the the Southern Baptist Church, and um, was really a, he was a teetotaler and um, was a very was a very kind and, and gentle soul. And and Ira was a hellraiser. He uh, was known for womanizing and a hell of a temper, and um, and most famously for um, a pretty serious appetite for the drink. And um, in 1963, the brothers finally decided that their uh, that their disparate lifestyles were not a good way to uh, were not a good way to continue together. And so they actually split up. And almost immediately, they each started releasing solo records. Um, hiring players from around Nashville, and uh, sadly, just two years later, in 1920, um, Ira was killed in a uh, in a car accident, and um, he uh, sadly was drunk, and um, we lost Charlie uh, back in 2011 when he died at the age of 83 of pancreatic cancer. So again, that's I wish I'd have been a dream from the Leuven brothers, and. Um, Again, I think that just really supports this whole idea that you can you can have a special set of harmonies with somebody that you've shared your entire life with and that you share blood with. Um, it's really, it's kind of a, a remarkable thing. Um, the Those last two songs, New York Mining Disaster, and I Wish It Had Been a Dream, just, they just blow me away because the, the, the harmonies are so tight and they're so good and it's as though you, you can't possibly imagine how uh, how somebody could be that in tune with somebody else, but I guess it takes a, I guess it takes a, a family connection to make that happen. car and write the note Grab your bag and grab your coat Tell the ones that need to know We are headed north One foot in, one foot back But it don't pay like that So I cut the ties and I jump the tracks For never to return Oh Brooklyn, Brooklyn Take me in Are you aware the shape I'm in My hands they shake my Shake. 
hard to say I and love and you What do you From 2009, that's the Avet Brothers with I and Love and You. That's the title track and the first song on the album of the same name. And I think that winds up a trio of a beautiful example of the power of the harmony of uh, the brothers can have. But that isn't the only way that two brothers can be in a band together. You don't have to, you know, sing really tight Leuven-style harmonies or make a record like, uh, like, say, the Beach Boys or the Everly Brothers. Um, you can go a different way, too, and that is precisely what two brothers from Houston, Texas decided to do once they moved northward to Montreal, Canada. Here, from 2011's The Suburbs, is Arcade Fire with City With No Children.
with no children by Arcade Fire. I inadvertently said 2011 uh, that the suburbs came out, and it, I apologize. It won the Grammy for Best Album in 2011. It was actually released in 2010. So before all of you uh, record release date nerds jump on the inner tubes and start emailing and tweeting me nasty messages for what a fucking stupid idiot I am. I'm going to go ahead and correct myself first. Again, that's the Butler Brothers. They're from Houston, Texas. They moved up to Montreal, found about 27 bandmates or whatever it is that are in Arcade Fire, and um, and put together um, what I think is a is a really rocking sort of big arena band. That's normally not my kind of thing, but um, my kids love them. Um, and who, I mean, Jesus, my kids are 16 and 14. What 16-year-old isn't going to love that shit? Um, I would have been all over that when I was a teenager, and I still really, really like it. But um, regardless, um, that uh, that's the Butler Brothers from Arcade Fire. We are going to move uh, now to a band who I think started things off really, really well and made a couple of really, really tight records, and since then have really gone down the shitter. But we're gonna we're gonna stick with one of their early records. Uh, this is a little song called the. Uh, King of the Rodeo by uh, Kings of Leon. Let's check it out. Here we go. Rodeo by Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon, the uh, product of three brothers named Caleb, Nathan, and Jared Followill, and they were joined by their cousin Matthew. Um, that is from their 2004 release, Aha Shake Heartbreak, which I think is just a just a jam of a record. Um, they have a record before that called Youth and Young Manhood, which I think is also pretty good. Um, and then in 2004, things really start to go downhill. They release a record called Because of the Times. And then in 2008, and I'm sure you heard the shit out of this uh, Sex on Fire song that was on here. That was the big single off that record. That's a record called Only by the Night. I've heard some good things about Mechanical Bull, but I haven't uh, haven't been able to bring myself to listen to it yet. But man, go out and get a copy of Aha Shake Heartbreak. That shit is that shit's tight, as they say. Um, that's what the kids are saying now, right? I'm sure what they were saying 15 years ago and what I've seen him say um, on the wire is still still accurate. I'm sure that that shit is still tight. But anyway, I, I think that song is awesome. Um, go check it out. Uh, those guys are from uh, 
These guys are from Tennessee. Um, they're from that. Uh, that was so what an asshole thing to do. I had to, I had to use my my fake Southern drawl there. Um, well, we're gonna take an odd little trip. I don't know exactly how long a flight from from Tennessee to the Highlands of Scotland would take, but uh, let's take it immediately right now and jump from Kings of Leon to the Reed Brothers and the Jesus and Mary Shane. Scotland's Jesus and Mary Chain right there with Far Gone and Out, featuring the brothers Reed, R-E-I-D, Jim, and William. Let's hop back over the pond. Let's go to uh, the upper Midwest, to the great state of Minnesota, and let's spend a little time with the Stinson brothers. This is I Will Dare from The Replacements.
1984's Let It Be. That's The Replacements with I Will Dare, one of my favorite songs ever written. That features the brothers Stinson, older brother Bob, younger brother Tommy, and that would prove to be the pentultimate record that, um, that Bob Stinson would play on after recording 1985's Tim LP. He and uh, singer-songwriter Paul Westerberg had a uh, flare-up, one of many, and it got so bad that Stinson actually was asked to leave the band, and so that's the point at which many hardcore replacements fans believe that the uh, band began to take its downfall. I don't believe that 100%, but I certainly do feel that when you listen to those records, there's a loss because the Stinson brothers aren't playing together, and specifically because you don't get Bob's guitar on the uh, records that happened after 1985's Tim. Um, again, the replacements. Tim, Let It Be, all of that stuff. The Stinson brothers, great shit. Uh, if you're a fan... I hope you enjoy that. Um, we are going to take a quick little trip now down under. And I bet you can guess who it is that we're going to talk about. Suffice to say, it involves um, it involves some Australian brothers, some songs in the key of A or D, take your pick, um, songs that are pretty rockin', pretty sweet, and in this case, that involve uh, love that happens at, at first feel. From 1976, Here's ACDC. That is the Young Brothers ACDC. And of course, that's Bon Scott era ACDC. I'd also like to send out a a long distance dedication to uh, my man Phil Rudd for beating the murder for hire rap that he just got uh, accused of in in Australia or New Zealand or wherever he was. And uh, Godspeed to you, my friend. And um, that just about brings us to the end of the hour. We got one, one track left, and I think we've gotten some good stuff done this week. 
it's been a fun episode. We've we've covered on some some really good sibling acts. Um, you know, certainly the replacements and the Leuvens and the BGs and CCR and the Kinks and the Everly Brothers and the Beach Boys were were pretty much automatics. But the thing about doing a radio hour is you just can't get to them all, so you leave some stuff behind. So we're gonna leave some bands out, and I understand that you know there's only so much time for everything, and I don't want to give away the stuff that we left out because it's probably gonna go in a second volume of this episode, and I hope you'll be around for that. And um, since we, you know, since we left things off with ACDC over on the uh, down underside of the world, you know, where the toilets flush in the wrong direction, I thought, I thought maybe we'd stick around there with a uh, another trio of brothers. In this particular case, the Ferris Brothers. Now you probably know this next band for its frontman, the uh, late Michael Hutchins, but the Ferris Brothers were really kind of the driving uh, musical force behind this band. And uh, I know this song gets a lot of play, but it's certainly one of my favorites, and I think it's one of the best things they ever did. The title track from 1985's Listen Like Thieves. This is In Excess, and this is going to close out our first episode of the Wax and Wayne Radio Hour, the uh, Band of Brothers edition. I appreciate you listening, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care. Oh,